Hey guys, welcome to our third episode. This is Yamini over here, and I'm joined by Tejas. Today we're going to talk about the need of the hour, about the very virus that has taken over the whole world, quite literally, to be honest. And what better than to have a person who's been at the forefront fighting it to talk about it? Here we have with us Dr. Nitin. Hi, Nitin. Uh, hi, Yamini. Hey, could you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm basically from Shivamogga. I'm currently working as a junior resident doctor in Chamrandagra Institute of Medical Sciences, uh, uh, which is a medical college, by the way, and which is uh, 65 kilometers from Mysore. Uh, you know, my job usually revolves around treating patients in casualty and OPD consultations. As of now, uh, we are also posted in, uh, you know. Co- uh, covid duties also uh, corona isolation ward duties also i did my uh, mbbs from mysore medical college and my internship from kr hospital uh, which is a district government hospital in uh, mysore and i am an active mm-hmm. member in mysore toastmasters and you know okay. since like 2 years all right yeah that's very nice yeah nitin uh, nitin um okay talking about corona right we have a lot of you know information which are wrong and people at a mass level are misled through you know yeah. whatsapp messages and wrong information so we are expecting you to talk on point and what's true so can you just tell us what are we talking about today can you give us a systematic flow to it uh, okay uh, uh, so today we'll be talking basically in different segments of uh, about this disease that is corona uh, virus disease 2019 first we will be talking about the history then about uh, the corona virus then its mode of spread and symptoms caused in uh, corona virus disease then you know the treatment which is presently available and as well as the prevention methods and uh, we'll be uh, also answering some miscellaneous questions regarding uh, you know corona virus which is prevailing in the society right now Uh, all right nitin it's perfect so nitin i'm really intrigued to know how this whole virus you know came into existence it wouldn't have just out of blue like uh, there are also conspiracies that was induced in labs so i'm very much curious to know how did this whole start and how did this virus came into existence um so basically how this uh, corona virus 2019 came into existence right yes yes yeah uh no before i talk about uh, this uh, new coronavirus which is uh, you know prevailing around the world uh, let me talk about uh, sars virus sars the uh, full form is uh, severe acute respiratory syndrome uh, i'd like to talk about this because you know this coronavirus and this sars virus are genetically related both of them belong to the family called uh, you know corona viride okay uh, mm. this sars you know outbreak took place uh, this uh, pandemic took place uh, took place in around uh, 2003 around uh, 8000 cases were recorded out of which around the world 800 died on a simple ca- calculation we can deduce that you know the death rate or you know the fatality rate in case of sars virus was around 10% my god okay um so the present virus or uh, uh, you know the novel coronavirus basically it is called novel because you know this is very new to the human kind we have never uh, uh, seen this virus before that's why it's called novel uh, the official name for this is uh, sars cov2 that is severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2 uh, it, the nomenclature is given because you know it has similar kind of symptomology in sars also there is uh, involvement of respiratory system in uh, the present virus also there is involvement of uh, respiratory system and the disease caused by it is called covid-19 or coronavirus disease 2019 the outbreak happened in uh, you know the wuhan of china in the month of december 2019 uh, later this uh, disease crept on over different parts of the world and was declared as pandemic by who in mid of march 2020 the death rate and uh, you know 
the mortality rate in case of uh, this co- uh, coronavirus is around 3% if you can remember uh, uh, in case of sars it was 10% yeah uh, but here it is 3% which is uh, like one third of the death rate of sars but however the infectivity rate or the rate of spread of coronavirus is way faster because you know if you can uh, uh, go, uh, go into the net and check in who website already the number of cases is around 490000 and the death toll death toll is about you know uh, is close to 22000 around 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 the world so right now we have you know a big reason to worry oh no all right nitin uh, also i wanted to ask about the mode of spread because this virus is spreading exponentially yeah It's- in it the numbers are jumping just like that so also i have a doubt with mode of spread can covid 19 be transmitted from person who has no symptoms okay so basically but is asymptomatic yeah 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 uh, so whether covid 19 can be transmitted from a person who has no symptoms right who uh, showing no symptoms yeah okay uh, that's quite a uh, tricky question you know to understand this better uh, we shall know how this coronavirus spreads basically uh, they spread via droplets expelled from nose and mouth of the infected usually you know uh, while coughing this can happen by you know by inhaling the droplets when the infected coughs or by direct contact of that person maybe during cough you may have coughed on his hand and the other person may have contact uh, 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 may have given me shake hand or something like that or there is another modality that is through by uh, fomites fomites you know they are substances like uh, newspaper mobiles or metal surfaces on which these droplets of uh, viruses uh, when they are coughed out they adhere to so coming to your answer uh, if a person is asymptomatic right what happens he doesn't have any any symptoms so it means he doesn't cough am i right if he is asymptomatic he won't cough so the chances of spread of the virus is drastically reduced because he won't cough so no droplets mm-hmm. still however if his secretions from mouth or nose you know comes in contact with any other still it possess a threat so answering to your question yes a person with no symptoms being coronavirus uh, 2019 positive still can spread disease but it is uh, you know uh, it's very less okay okay well you said that uh, if a person coughs and you know if the secretions from mouth and nose uh, come in contact with the other uh, parts of the body they pose a threat so it means that it's a sort of the uh, airborne communicable disease right yes it's a airborne communicable disease so how do we differentiate uh, the corona from the other airborne communicable diseases okay uh, the basically our question is how it is different from uh, others right yes yes uh, that's a good question Uh, to answer this you know we'll take uh, other viruses which are airborne communicable diseases and which have uh, proven to be deadly to our human kind uh, let me take uh, you know sars virus which we had already discussed mm-hmm. and mers mers means uh, middle eastern respiratory syndrome virus which is also uh, a virus in the family of uh, coronavirus and h1n1 or swine flu uh, maybe you might be aware of that and the common seasonal flu okay so we will uh, discuss in uh, different parameters uh, first uh, first is about uh, the incubation period of these viruses incubation period uh, means basically it is the time period between the person who gets infected to the moment person starts to showing symptoms right so incubation period uh, of sars is 2 uh, to 7 days whereas in case of mers it is 5 days 
Swine flu, it is one to four days. Seasonal flu is around two days. However, when it comes to our new coronavirus, it is two to fourteen days. So you can see the gap. It is it can go up to fourteen days. So we have a big reason to worry here also. Uh, next we can uh, talk about the infectivity or the mort- and the mortality rate infectivity uh, you know is the ability of the virus to cause disease and uh, mortality is the rate at which these infected people are dying uh, so among these swine flu mers and sars the total number of cases and deaths was highest in case of swine flu around you know 700 million to 1.4 billion cases globally were confirmed in case of uh, swine flu out of which out of which there were 18000 deaths oh, that's a lot okay so when it is compared to our uh, covid 19 it has already reached 22000 deaths globally which which is more than in case of uh, uh, you know swine flu total number of cases is almost ne- near to 5 lakhs some 4 lakh 92000 odd so clearly you know this covid 19 has already proven to be more deadly than its peer and you know the death toll and the global uh, cases are still increasing exponentially adding on to this there is treatment and vaccination available for swine flu but that is not the case with covid 2019 now hence you know okay. this covid 19 is proves to be undeniably the most dangerous pandemic uh, maybe of our generation that's a very serious thing yeah. that's happening right now true reason it can gets uh, and it's so different uh yeah, there's this very outlifting question that i have so if the uh, virus gets stayed on in inanimate objects it doesn't stay for a long time because uh, you know it needs uh, nutrition to survive on something but what if it starts you know, hosting itself on the like animals and pets so okay. does is there a possibility that the covid-19 can spread from animals uh okay uh there is a possibility if the animals act as fomites hmm. okay if for example there is a pet of an infected person and he coughs out and those droplets uh, fall on that animal on that pet so this animal will act, act as a fomite okay however there is no zoonotic spread zoonotic spread means you know animal to human spread no as of now there is no clear evidence of spread from animal to human in case of covid 19 however when you co- compare this with its peers that is uh, you know the, uh, in the family of uh, corona viride where sars and mers had history of uh, animal to man transmission sars okay. had from uh, civet cats and uh, mers from uh, you know camels hmm. so Okay. in short uh, animals can 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 also transfer this disease as fomites but as such uh, you know they can't transfer like human to human transmission from or droplets or something like that through secretions yeah that that makes Got sense yeah all right nitin um, talking about the virus right uh, the china declared this epidemic in mid of february or late february and who in uh, the first week of march Uh, declared as a pandemic so what is this pandemic and epidemic what does it say about the virus epidemic uh, is uh, uh, these are the terms in case of uh, you know communicable diseases these are the terms used in uh, communicable diseases uh, epidemic okay. basically means the spread of a disease in a particular region maybe in china mm-hmm. china it has spread so there's an epidemic in china whereas pandemic means okay. the spread of the disease crossing the borders so from china it has crossed borders and reached many countries as of now many countries are have been affected due to this virus so it is now it's called a pandemic spread of disease crossing the borders you know to understand this better uh, let me brief out the four stages of pandemic 
in stage 1 that is through imported cases these are the cases where you know the people who have traveled to virus hit uh, foreign countries like china italy have come back to our country this is stage 1 stage 2 is local transmission these are those cases who have come in contact with patients who have a travel history or you know the infected people uh, right now india is in this stage then next is stage 3 where there is community transmission that is large areas gets affected and uh, you know there is a transmission at community level at last is the most deadliest one that is stage 4 where you know the spread of the virus has no clear point clear end point this is in case of china italy the uh, the number of death cases and the death toll is increasing exponentially we don't know where it is going to end it's, it's like a stage where god help us hope uh, <laughs> our india won't go into that stage okay <laughs> okay that's a very light hearted way of telling but uh, how long does this virus actually stay on the surface no in whatsapps uh, whatsapp and uh, you know in many social media there have been mentioned uh, about its stay for some days on plastic surface different different surfaces but uh, a- you know according to who if you refer who in in who website it states like this you know the coronavirus can stay on the surfaces from you know from a few hours to a few days you know it's it doesn't give a definite time period as the length of stay of viruses because you know uh, it has become a pandemic and there is there are so many external environmental factors in different countries and different set of time as of now we can tell that it it varies from a few hours to few days okay yeah yeah that would mm-hmm. make more sense but uh, okay so based on what you're telling the infectivity of virus is way higher because of you know first is we do not know what the definite time period that they stay like we are not uh, completely sure about it yeah and uh, we still have not developed a cure so the infectivity is also way higher yeah. So does that mean that in India we have, uh, you know, we have not counted the number of COVID positivity in the oh. sense like have we undercounted them because we don't have a proper number of the positive cases of COVID nineteen? Okay, okay. So which which means you know we are testing less numbers. That is why we're getting less yeah. positive cases. Yeah, is that uh, the case? Okay, uh, you know, uh, uh, I have told the different stages of. Uh, the pandemic right now india is in second stage right where yeah. we get infection only in case of uh, uh, the people who had traveled from you know in- infected uh, countries like prone countries and the first contact uh, with them the whoever has the first contact with those people right so mm-hmm. presently the government has taken strict measures in tracking down people with travel history to prone countries and as well as tracking their first contacts. Uh, okay. However, uh, we couldn't track down those who had travel history in January or February because, you know, this whole uh, coronavirus disease had started in December. There's a possibility that some might have traveled in Jan and February might be infected. There's a possibility. And another thing is the thermal scanners which is the screening tests used in airports, uh, is not 100% efficient. And, you know, 80% of the infected people have mild symptoms. So, you know, they might not have reported to hospital. So, based on all this, uh, yes, there is a possibility of, uh, you know, uh, the number of cases might be undercounted in India. But I believe that the margin won't be that huge. All right, Nathan. Okay, Nathan. The symptoms that common flu virus shows and this COVID-19 shows is very much similar. So I have this two doubts. Is it like, okay, uh, and COVID-19 is closely related to SARS, as you said. 
but it has a mutation which has a new strain that is making it deadly yeah so there's is there a misconception that this is a common flu virus oh okay yeah this is a misconception common misconception that novel coronavirus is uh, a flu uh, but however it is not that case you know flu viruses like uh, avian flu swine flu spanish flu asian flu come under a different family of viruses uh, it's called uh, influenza whereas you know this okay. sars cov2 and sars mers belong to a different family that is corona viridae you know uh, basically this confusion has arisen because you know the outbreak has happened during the same period uh, where this uh, seasonal flu prevails uh, so basically the mutations has happened in some virus in corona viridae family it may may not be the whole sars virus some virus and it okay. is uh, become virulent and it is uh, having symptoms similar to the old sars virus so it is given the name sars coronavirus 2 okay that's scary and it's now talking about symptoms really. so there are people who have traveled other countries have come back 10 days back and 15 days back but they have shown symptoms way later so how long is this incubation period of covid 19 uh, uh, incubation period is the time period between the moment the person gets infected to the time the onset of uh, symptoms of the disease occur right so incubation period of uh, coronavirus is between 2 to 14 days and it's mostly around 5 days this is matter of concern in tackling the infection and you know long hospital stay for quarantining of patients uh, that's why you know the quarantining period is set as 14 days which is the maximum period of uh, incubation still however a couple of cases with incubation period of 21 days and uh, you know some 28 days have also been recorded so far all right okay but um is there any particular order that we can understand that this person has covid 19 and what are the symptoms of it okay whether there is uh, a particular order for the symptoms in case of coronavirus uh, disease right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. coronavirus affects the respiratory system uh, mm-hmm. most symptoms pertain to this uh, respiratory sy- uh, symptoms for example you know common symptoms are fever dry cough shortness of breath uh, chest stiffness fatigue uh, and other symptoms like malaise sore throat can also be seen to answer your second question no actually there is no order for these symptoms if any of these symptoms are there and if it is severe uh, we can suspect that may uh, they might be you know uh having coronavirus disease as of now with the travel is right, obviously right. so let me when someone comes to you with these kind of symptoms and how do you test them as in it might be a common cold as well yeah that that's actually a very important question that we wanted to ask all this comes under you know if you have a clear understanding how this pandemic works so we already know that india is in second stage of pandemic now right so travel history of individuals and any primary contact history with the suspects or coronavirus uh, disease positive patients is given more importance in case of if they show any symptoms okay so these people are categorized into patients with symptoms and uh, without so if somebody is having a travel history and he is having no symptoms are explained about you know the personal protective measures the personal protective measures uh, you might be hearing uh, every time when you call someone right uh, whenever you cough uh, close your mouth uh, with, with your hand and uh, uh, have a social distance of 1 uh, meter and wash your hands frequently at least you know 10 times a day and what we will do is if somebody is having no symptoms we will give this personal protective measures we will advise them 
and we tell them to home quarantine they are told to return to hospital if they are symptomatic this is case of, this is the case in case of people who are asymptomatic who don't show any symptoms yeah you were i think you were asking something yeah nathan i mean i was just saying that which people clearly don't understand what does quarantine uh, okay. mean uh, okay uh, quarantine basically means in simple terms uh, you know home arrest or hospital arrest okay. yeah they will be isolated from uh, isolated from others not to contact any other people because you know any if somebody is coronavirus this is positive there is a possibility that whenever they cough anything might act as a fomite maybe a mobile or you know in a table or anything so what they will do is they will put them in a separate ward or you know in the home in a separate room so that we don't come in contact with them as well as the things they use that is the basic uh, right. uh, you know thing behind uh, quarantining moving on uh, so if somebody is is symptomatic and they have a travel history what we will do is we will hospitalize yeah. them and we will uh, send the yeah. samples to the uh, testing centers with the help of uh, uh, a viral media if it is okay. negative then we treat the patient symptomatically if it is positive and the symptoms are and even the symptoms are severe then the patient is hospital quarantined and you know he, they are uh, symptomatically managed and again uh, we will discharge them only when you know the we will send the samples again if uh, two samples at least 24 hours apart reads negative then we will discharge them yeah nathan uh, yeah. so which means even after they are cured uh, you will test them twice 24 yeah, hours be- apart before discharging if they are positive if, if yeah if both the case i mean if the both the results are negative that's when they are discharged okay. yeah and uh, apart from this i just like to add this also you know if any patient is uh, having serious symptoms in respiratory symptoms they are also qu- uh, quarantined right now because you know uh, to rule out uh, uh, community spread of this pandemic yeah i think uh, one case has already been uh, uh, found in mysore recorded yeah mm, right now i think that's very important to rule out first and you know stop the community spread also yeah true listen let's talk about treatment so is there any drug or vaccine proven to be useful in combating this deadly disease what i mean by useful is not the vaccine particular this but which can be used to stop virus. this virus spread in the host to an extent okay uh, you know at present currently you know there is no drug or vaccine authenticated by who to be useful for combating this virus usually this covid-19 positive patients are treated symptomatically uh, you know treating symptomatically means uh, if uh, the patient presents with fever then fever reducing drugs that is antipyretics for example paracetamol is given if they are having uh, too much cough then uh, we'll give antitussives or you know oh yeah antitussive means it's a drug which uh, relieves cough and uh, okay. o- oxygen supplementation in case of if they are having breathlessness Uh, in case of uh, critical cases you know icu admission with uh, ventilatory support is also provided uh, right now oh, we don't have authenticated any drugs uh, for this however some, many drugs have been on trials uh, now yeah nathan i remember trump giving a speech and uh, he said hydro hydroxychloroquine is a drug which can or a vaccine used for this virus however i also remember news where a person in us self injected and he is no more so can you just educate us about okay, what okay 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 uh, hydroxychloroquine uh, is basically an anti malarial drug uh, which is used in the treatment of okay. malaria uh, okay. right now you know uh, icms icmr that is indian council of medical research has recommended the mm-hmm. use of this drug that is hydroxychloroquine as prophylactic drug these are the ones which reduce the infectivity of the virus to the host 
uh, who have not uh, come in contact you know it's like a preventive one yeah it is it is helpful only okay. for those who are you know in daily contact for example you know healthcare workers who are coming in contact with uh, the suspected individuals or you know those people who are in direct contact that may be their uh, first degree relative uh, first degree relatives for them uh, it's given right now but uh, you know it is not given as a treatment as such right now uh, some antiviral drugs like oseltamivir and uh, anti hiv drugs like lopinavir has been tried but uh, trials on are on the way hopefully we'll find a drug which is effective enough to treat this yeah nathan let's hope so but i remember uh, government saying that it, it will take at least 2 years to develop a vaccine for this so does it really take that much of time to develop vaccine um, so you know since uh, by the name itself we will we know that novel corona virus which means it's a very new virus that we had never encountered in human history so first you know we have to get that uh, uh, s- samples from it then we have to develop the vaccine which will take some time adding on to that we have to prove its effectivity we can prove its effectivity only in case of you know we should do uh, animal trials then we have to go for human trials uh, and finally it has to be approved by world health organization you know this whole process takes a longer time so yeah it's true it might take uh, maybe an year or so we finished the treatment and it gave us a lot of info however right now as you said treatment isn't available so the be- next best thing that we can do is prevent ourselves from getting the virus in the first place so how effective are you know um prevention things that we want to come across uh, let's you know talk about that so i want to talk about the thermal scanners that they have placed at many uh, places uh, especially at the entries of airports and uh, places where people want to come out from outside the country True. but how effective are these in detecting the covid-19 okay um so you know to understand the logic behind this uh, thermal scanners Mm, okay. you should know two tests that is a confirmatory test and a screening test for a disease for a communicable disease uh, you know confirmatory test is a test which confirms that that uh, this person is covid-19 positive right now the test is uh, real time polymerase chain reaction that is uh, in ab- abbreviated as rt pcr this test confirms whether a person is covid-19 positive or not however this test requires a nabh approved laboratory setup and you know it also takes time and also we don't have many testing testing equipments and you know laboratories also so if you think logically now we have to narrow down this suspected covid-19 infects right that's the logical flow yeah this is where you know this screening tests come into play uh the main objective of this screening test is to narrow down the suspects suspects in the case uh, covid-19 suspects yeah so that we can quarantine them uh these thermal ca- scanners or the screening tests used in uh, you know airport uh, maybe in uh, railways or wherever the places where traveling happens to record high temperatures uh, you know which is one of the symptoms in uh, covid-19 that is high fever so airports are chosen because you know uh, they are the hotspots of uh, spread of disease as you know so next thing is uh, how effective are them so thermal sc- scanner screening is really fast is just like you know like just shooting uh, so many cases Uh, have been screened so far millions of cases and it is very easy to perform you don't have to know much of uh, uh, medical knowledge or anything to do this and you know this can also cover a lot of population so this is the basic thing a screening test has to uh, you know has to have
to call it a screening test however you know it has many cons also uh, this thermal scanners can't detect people who are in incubation period right because they don't show symptoms and uh, some might have taken you know fever reducing pills like uh, paracetamol they can also be missed you know it's paracetamol is you know uh, is a over the counter drug if you have fever you usually take many take without prescriptions uh, prescription also so they might have taken the drug and the fever might have reduced and they might be missed and you know some might not have fever but uh, other symptoms might be present they are they might also been uh, missed i believe mm-hmm. even though thermal screening is not 100% efficient still it has played its uh, part in controlling the spread of the disease as a screening test yeah yeah better true than better than nothing something is better than nothing true and then also i want to talk about you know how washing hands are effective so first is is it better to wash hand with soap or you have to use sanitizer <laughs> and and also you can talk about how masks are you know very much helpful in protecting from you know, okay. the infection mm. so uh, when we are uh, talking about the spread of the disease we had uh, talked that it yeah. mainly spreads through fomites and direct contact there is uh, less chances that if somebody coughs you inhale those droplets because you should be in a vicinity of uh, 1 meter uh, you know when when you cough okay those droplets will uh, you know spread over in uh, around you in 1 meter circumference right if you maintain a social distance of 1 meter then you can avoid that however those droplets will fall on uh, different surfaces which will act as fomite which is dangerous so this washing hand with soap or you know alcohol based sanitizers will uh, kill these viruses present in your hand basically this virus has a lipid layer around it you know which will be broken by this uh, soap by missile formation it's almost like you know esterification or you know how this soap cleans uh, the dirt in our uh, shirt or you know on our body also in in case of sanitizers you know mm-hmm. again uh, this alcohol uh, disintegrates this um, lipid layer among these two that is soaps okay. and sanitizers you know soaps are uh, found to be more effective use as much as okay. soap as possible if you don't have it you can use mm-hmm. alcohol based based sanitizers and uh, i would recommend at least wash your hands frequently at least 10 times a day okay. uh, coming to masks so already i had told you that if you maintain a social distance of 1 meter if somebody is coughing you can mm-hmm. avoid you know inhaling those droplets okay mainly this washing washing hands with uh, sanitizers and uh, or uh, soap is more important than wearing a mask logically right you can maintain 10 meters distance yeah uh, social distance not 10 meters yeah. i mean 1 meter sorry <laughs> okay uh, and, and uh, another reason is uh, you know there is already a great shortage of the number of masks uh, uh in the market because of transportation problems and various problems right. so we are not getting masks for those who really need it for example healthcare providers or maybe the person who are in direct contact with the suspects or quarantined people there are different kinds of masks uh, you might have heard n95 yeah or ffp or you know yes. cotton masks surgical masks different masks have different level of protection as far as i have seen you know most oh, of okay. the common people are wearing you know those cloth masks and uh, uh, you know cotton masks uh, actually they have zero protection yeah. towards virus maybe they may protect against you know pollution or you know against uh, uh, some particulate ma- ma- matters but uh, you know they have no protection against viruses it's of no use basically what you know the indian council of medical research that is icmr recommends the usage of masks masks 
for these three category of people the first one is those who have been infected or quarantined or suspected and people who are in direct contact with these infected people and the healthcare professionals who attend patients with uh, you know uh, respiratory illness uh, only these people uh, uh, have been recommended to wear masks uh, especially you know n95 or ffp masks so basically washing hands and avoiding going out is the only and is oh, the best way of prevention yeah <laughs> very true washing hands with soaps or alcohol based sanitizers avoid going out staying in home and maintaining a social distance are uh, pivotal in uh, controlling this uh, spread of this pandemic okay all right i remember yamini you know showing concern on how the how the hospitals are battling this virus so yamni what is your question if, exactly uh, you know you said you just mentioned in the beginning that you work in a government hospital yeah uh, can you just tell us a little about how the quarantining works in hospitals yeah again we know that india is in second stage of the pandemic now right yeah right right travel yeah. history of individuals and any primary contact history with suspects or covid 19 positive patients is given more importance okay these uh, people are you know categorized with patients with symptoms and without without symptoms are explained about the personal protective measures whereas those who have symptoms uh, you know they are hospitalized and uh, and again they are discharged after uh, 14 days of quarantining if they show negative for uh, uh, covid 19 in the samples tested 24 hours apart okay and and then they discharge yes okay so that that's like a lot of work that uh, all the doctors are putting in right now right true true yeah i But... well it's like a serious concern for the healthcare system also um it's like there's no there's no break there's a lot of testing procedures and there is intense amount of uh, pressure for the you know to maintain the health of every person so i think that's a great job that you all are doing um thank you but uh, you know there are a lot of people who are joining their hands in combating this should we should uh, appreciate our government measures as well as the healthcare workers at different levels for uh, helping to combat this disease that's true yeah that, that's really it's really so how can we prevent this happening uh, okay also i'm enjoying this <laughs> 21 day lockdown <laughs> how can we prevent okay uh, you know i'd like to answer this question in uh, you know in two ways uh, first if the question is about how can we prevent happening of this covid 19 again then my answer would be you know there's a possibility that by the time next time this covid 19 outbreak will happen we might have add a vaccine or you know some drug which is effective against it so it might be you know turn out to be useful in preventing further massive outbreak of the same disease and you know if your question meant uh, you know how can we prevent such pandemics in future uh, then uh, you know uh, you might have heard of uh, kerala how it combated uh, you know nipah virus outbreak and all that so you know they have become so used to it and they have learned uh, from that experience uh, of warding uh, of uh, nipah virus in their state uh, and they have used it while combating this coronavirus so same thing we have we should also incorporate at uh, a nation level we should uh, learn from the experience uh, of combating this coronavirus this time and we should uh, Uh, use it in uh, future if any outbreaks happen quick and efficient action is the only op- option to fight against any pandemic as such okay that's a very interesting answer can you also tell us a little about uh, improving our immunity right now because you said a healthy body has greater chances of preventing something like this happening So I think immunity would play a very very large role to ward off such viruses. And yeah. Can you tell oh. us how we can? Ah, uh, so talk about uh, immunity, right? Okay. 
uh, immunity per se you know is a very broad concept immunity by definition uh, it's the ability of our body to fight against invasion by any other uh, microorganisms or you know foreign bodies uh, so i'll narrow down the question to you know immunity against viruses i stick on to that okay uh, so let me take a scenario to explain this uh suppose uh, i ask you a question related to engineering uh, from your branch of course uh okay. most probably you'll be able to answer this question right yeah i i hope so okay. uh and suppose suppose <laughs> i ask a question uh, from you know a grammar in chinese language some mandarin most probably you won't answer hope you don't know chinese right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i I don't think I'll be able to answer. Yeah. So you know, but you might be able to answer the same question uh, afterwards because you might have learned the answers by then. Because I had asked, you might search in Google or somewhere, uh, and you might answer yeah, it yeah, again. Yeah. You know, from this you know scenario, we can learn that same is the case with immunity. Okay. If our body has tackled a particular virus before. if the same virus uh, attacks us again it will be easy, uh, easier for it to recognize it and attack however in the case of you know coronavirus where it is a totally new virus so our body is not able to recognize it from the past uh, viruses so far so it it is uh, very difficult for our body to fight only in case if uh, your body is healthy enough uh, it will survive the impact It, it is similar to you know if there is a terrorist attack first uh, and we don't know whether it is a terrorist attack so first the police people will come as usual hmm. but they might not be enough to combat it right but uh, if you know it is a terrorist attack directly we will call for the army so army will be more effective in tackling it so right now we are managing with police a terrorist attack which okay. they have ak partisans and we have pistols so basically <laughs> yeah. we, we should have uh, a healthy body and a healthy diet to boost up your immunity okay. uh, that that's a very interesting analogy okay so it's important to so basically what it is is that anything new we have to first fight it learn how to defend that that we have some things to fight against it so till then we need to be healthy in our own self yeah true is, is that right yeah okay yeah i'm sure there's a lot of complications you know related to these viruses yes and um, many of us don't really know what exactly happened we just for right now as per the media and the other resources all we know is that the virus comes there's a flu attack and in bigger cases the person dies but what is the medical reason for death in this case okay mm. okay yeah, in case of corona virus uh, to the uh, virus disease 2019 you, you know it attacks uh, respiratory system right uh, so we'll keep that so 80% of the cases uh, have mild symptoms i know they will uh, they will recover without any medications or you know hospitalizations also uh, among the remainder 20% some become critical due to you know the lung infection it is called pneumonia uh, which is caused by this uh, new virus and the medical reason of death being you know it is called acute respiratory distress syndrome or ards abbreviated as ards you know in this condition uh, fluid collects in the air sacs of the lungs uh, this leads to deprivation of uh, the exchange of gases so there will be less oxygen supply to different organs of our body basically maybe due to, uh, to our brain and this leads to a condition called hypoxia that is uh, less oxygen to our brain uh, and this is the main reason of uh, death uh, right now because of uh, covid-19 okay but is it true that most of the deaths occur only in the old age or people who already have pre-existing diseases um you know it it 
what i meant by saying this is that uh, old people don't really have that much of a healthy body or system unless they are they are health freaks or you know um, or people who really want to exercise every day to keep a healthy yeah. body and as we age our you know immune system also comes, comes down. down and if we already have a pre-existing disease it's you know difficult to wa- fight something that's stronger than that so is it true that most of the deaths occur in this kind of region yeah true i mean uh, most deaths occur in case of uh, people who are old and uh, people with uh, pre-existing medical ailments particularly like uh, asthma hypertension diabetes cancer uh, copd or you know chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or maybe cardiac ailments and so on and so forth okay so which means that the um, people who are old and have pre-existing diseases are not safe but does this mean that the youth are safe uh, okay uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I, i wouldn't say they are safe because you know this this novel coronavirus is like an egalitarian virus given a chance to spread it infects each and every one of us irrespective of our age and gender okay youths are also not safe because they might also get infected however the chances of uh, you know complication or death is relatively less compared to you know people with uh, pre existing disease or old age so oh. so basically if not death also uh, youth will become carriers of the disease right so which is again dangerous to their parents or elderly people in their house basically yes no you are also not safe no one is safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay. <fine. laughs> okay. It's really scary. Hmm. Uh, now, talking about the death rate, so Corona has only a yeah. fatality rate of about three point four percent, and if you remember, uh, Ebola virus had around forty percent. So why are we really you know, worried to this extent? Because what I meant was we were successful in isolating the Ebola virus so easily. which had 40% fatality rate so this corona has just around 3.4% so is the worry that we have right now is uh, very true that you know the fatality rate in case of uh, ebola was around uh, 40% i think we have gone through uh, many websites and you have done a thorough research on that very true that uh, uh, fatality rate in case of ebola was uh, around 40% which is about you know maybe 12 times the fatality rate of uh, covid 19 so should we be yeah, the total number of cases recorded uh, in case of uh, ebola was around uh, 28000 and the global death toll was uh, you know was around 11000 so 28000 and 11000 so uh, you know the fatality rate was around 40% so when you compare the statistics in case of uh, covid 19 the death toll is around 22000 as of now and uh, you know the total cases is as uh, crossed 4 lakhs and it is almost reaching 5 lakhs now so to answer your question okay. yes true yeah. there is a very big reason to worry and it is not an exaggeration there is a very big reason to worry okay nitin Sunitin, do you remember the Spanish? Yeah, I don't remember, but I know it has happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Oh, I, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Nitin. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Nitin. Uh, so it killed almost one to two crores of people in India alone. So are we facing the same situation of you know which happened a hundred years ago, considering the negligence we have towards the virus? and also the big reason to worry in india is because italy which is already a very much developed nation is uh-huh. already facing you know uh, it uh, clearly depends you know on the way we are going to respond to this spread you know if we if we can break the chain of spread uh, we might escape from a catastrophe like spanish flu in uh, 1918 you know during 1918 and all india was under colonial rule and they had neglected Uh, so now it is a matter of negligence okay. or you know a responsibility which is going to decide the
the trajectory of covid-19 in india so it is a crucial time for all of us yeah yeah and uh, speaking about indian government you know they have uh, they have been diligently working towards controlling this spread of uh, covid-19 currently india is in uh, as you know in stage 2 of the pandemic indian government performed and you know performing universal screening of all of all those who are traveling to india and contact tracing is also being done efficiently and at the grassroots level separate isolation wards for coronavirus are being arranged in tertiary sector hospitals and also you know nabh is also approving more and more laboratories to conduct confirmatory tests for suspected individuals and you know the awareness about personal protection was created among the people through media as early even a separate task force has been set up to tackle this pandemic but even though you know there are minor flaws in the implementation okay. uh, still the government is doing its best and so you know it's time yeah. for us to support the government in this endeavor and to cut down the spread of this pandemic so nitin also how are hospitals being you know being prepped for the upcoming uh... Okay. Catastrophe. Now, you know, if catastrophe basically means you know. What I mean by is, do we really okay, have enough yeah. ICU? Okay. Yeah. If it is, if say catastrophe again, yeah, many will be critical, and uh, because uh, it involves uh, COVID nineteen involves respiratory system, uh, so we need ICU beds with ventil uh, ventilatory support, yeah. right? Uh, so as of now, maybe India yeah. might have around one uh, lakh ICU beds. so it is not about the number of icu beds you know uh, there are already people who are in icu maybe for any uh, for, uh, other medical ailments right so we should count the number of icu beds which are free i mean uh, which are empty and which should have you know ventilatory support if you think in that angle you know india is not having enough beds not i can't even tell it is enough it is scarce so goes into third or fourth stage it okay. will be you know a catastrophe we'll be in a ethical dilemma to like whom to provide you know the treatment in uh, icu uh, i hope uh, we don't go into that stage and we right, so break this chain as soon as possible yeah nathan so very it's uh, on us how we take this forward i mean it is true that you know we are facing a virus which is very new to mankind and it is highly contagious claiming thousands of lives across the globe and i think it's more than thousands right now and it's unfortunately also crashing the global economy last few words for a, oh, for a, uh, you know for the audience and not few i mean last words in the sense per se just <laughs> yeah i got it <laughs> motivating words that you want our audience to take away uh very true you know we are facing a new virus uh, which is very new to mankind and highly contagious claiming thousands of lives and as you said crashing global economy also and yeah this is the time you know it's time for us to unite and tackle the virus uh, by following and supporting the measures taken by our government before you know it turns out to be a catastrophe you know i believe this is uh, you know a test to assess the unity in human kind uh, right now we have the only one slogan that is prevention is the only cure because you know to tackle this pandemic we have only one cure that is prevention so i hope we support each other and fight this pandemic okay yeah that's i think the most important i mean we understood how the corona virus actually came about and how it is transmitting so we know how to break the chain also now and we have really understood the danger we are in because of the complications that are arising uh, across the globe to be literal and i think we can certainly take away that one thing that you've given us prevention and you really support the government by actually self quarantining ourselves and staying at home so that we can actually help break the chain and um, you know actually decrease the spread of the virus true so, um we wish you all the best for your healthcare systems um, and we will support you also thank you thank so you. much for your time um, thanks a lot yamini and uh, thanks a lot
Tejas uh, for your time and uh, giving an giving me an opportunity you know to present my views on uh, covid-19 thanks a lot was a privilege nitin thank you so much for being okay guys that was our third episode thank you so much for listening to us